a drive the other night matt and i passed by an outdoor furniture patio store and in the window there was no patio furniture it was all christmas trees oh yeah i love that i was a disgruntled driver at that moment i didn't want to see that yet yeah we have sort of a difference of opinion i think I'm, i'm like i like to slide right in as soon as november hits and i don't know if you do Well, I really do like to just kind of ease it in there. Then after that, I was in the grocery store. I passed by the frozen food section and there was eggnog ice cream. And I'm like, all right, enough is enough. Let's let's hold off for a little bit. (laughs) Oh, come on. No, you got to look. Here's my take. If you can give Halloween eight to ten weeks and you do. And so do I. I think you can give the holiday season, what, seven weeks I'm kidding. I love Christmas just as much as anybody else. It's just sometimes it's a shock to the system after all this Halloween fun that we've had. Yeah, I mean, we really do feel like slaves to capitalism when it's like, oh my God, Halloween is the best thing in the universe. And then like the next day, oh my God, Christmas is the best thing in the universe. Let's go back to Target, ignore all the Halloween stuff and buy all the eggnog. <laughs> totally. Like I said, seven weeks, but it flies by. Really? Really flies by. Like, by the time we're done with this show, it's going to be New Year's. So why waste time waiting? (laughs) So we're getting right into the Christmas season here on the Purple Stuff Podcast. Yes, we are with a show that has both been requested several times and is one that we've wanted to do for years. Literally years, definitely. We've been talking about doing a show like this for a long time, and that is... Christmas commercials yes bum 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 i can't believe it's taken us so long and i really don't know why it has but man this is so up our alley i wouldn't know of half the things that i got as a kid if it weren't for the commercials like yeah we had wish books which we all love yeah. the sears wish book and jc penny catalog and this and that but i mean commercials dictated our childhood and what we wanted for Christmas. I swear there are times where I'll like, I'll fall down a rabbit hole and watch, you know, these hour long comps on YouTube. And I don't know if I'm remembering my life the way it was, or if I'm just remembering my life the way it was for these kids in these commercials. Oh yeah. Like you think that that was your child. Wait a minute. Did I leave those Oreos for Santa or did the little boy in the Oreo commercial from 1984 leave them for Santa? And they were like, You'll be telling somebody else a story. You're like, oh, shit, that was a commercial. I hope they don't remember it. (laughs) Yeah, and then I went to Toys R Us, and Jeffrey took my hand, and we walked into the big door. Wait, no, no, that wasn't me. (laughs) You were ice skating with Ronald McDonald. (laughs) Oh, my God, he saved the day. All those other kids just left me flat. (laughs) The basic gist on tonight is that 
I went for like the obvious ones, and you went really deep. Yeah, I, I guess deep is one way to put it. <laughs> well, I was surprised because when you told me the things you were bringing up, I'm like, how could I, who prides myself on having seen every Christmas commercial ever, not know some of these? Also, we can determine if we have some that aren't actually Christmas commercials on your list, which, you know, you never know. That oh, let happen. me see what I got. Let me go. That, that one's Christmas. That one's maybe Christmas. Yeah, you know, I guess there's a little debate to come. We'll see. All right. <laughs> so who will kick things off? Uh, I think I went first last time. Okay. So here we go with my first Christmas commercial. Number. One. One, two, three. Where to, Batman? We're off to Zare, old chump. At three in the morning, Batman? Christmas waits for no one, Robin. Holy mistletoe! We've been so busy fighting crime, I almost forgot. Fortunately, old friend, Zare is open 24 hours until Christmas for the convenience of all good citizens. 24 hours? Holy rock around the clock! Well put, boy wonder. For that pesky prankster, the penguin? Remember the Christmas spirit, Robin. Right, Batman. That was the Zare Christmas commercial from 1986 featuring Batman and Robin. <laughs> and this is one that I had never really seen before, Matt. Well, Zare, which I believe was in the States, definitely was not anywhere near us. It was in Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, Worcester. And we had Bradleys and Caldors, but they had Zares. So that was, I mean, uh, I would ne I would always put Bradley's punch for punch with any department store. But on the other hand, Zares did have Batman and Robin advertising for them. So Batman and Robin has always been something that went hand in hand with Christmas for me, whether it was me playing with my action figures on Christmas Eve, doing some sort of Christmas Eve adventure. Your dad building you an ice version of the Batcave <laughs> on the fly out of cardboard boxes and spare tires. <laughs> <laughs> or just watching uh, Christmas with the Joker every Christmas Eve. It was a big thing for me. Every holiday, that's where my mind trains to. So I was bummed that I never got to experience this commercial when it originally aired. But that's the beauty of this podcast, I think, because it allows us to unearth some of this nonsense. And this is quite a piece of work here. This is, uh, this is unbelievable. I can't believe unbelievable. this happened. Yeah, it's been on YouTube for a long time, and even as, like, I'm a hardcore Batman fan, but really never came across it, and if I did, it didn't register with me the way no it way, is right No way, not now. a chance. There's no way that a uh, Weston Ward-style Batman and Robin department store commercial wouldn't have registered. <laughs> just for some, for some reason, it just slipped by you and me. Yeah, and so, all right, so Zares was advertising the fact that they were open 24 hours for the holiday season. And you see Batman and Robin sliding down the bat poles and going into the bat cave and hopping in the Batmobile, just like they did in the 60s Batman show. And it was so accurate to the show. It was like shockingly accurate. I had to, to watch it a few times. Number one, to see if they had repurposed, like the bat cave, for example, they oh. start there. Is yeah. that repurposed footage or did they actually like recreate the bat cave? It really seemed like they recreated everything because I remember watching a documentary where they said that the 60s Batman sets were all demolished. So I'm pretty sure that they made all this just for this commercial. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, yeah. and, they, and they obviously had the Batmobile because you see it pull up to the store. Yeah, it was the whole schmear, the whole thing. But so <laughs> the whole schmear, <laughs> another Batman reference. 
the odd thing here was the music choice because while they're jumping into the Batmobile and everything, they're playing Rock Around the Clock because obviously it's advertising the 24-hour thing. It's advertising right? the 24-hour thing, but when you hear that song, your mind just goes to happy days, so it's a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, it's like Bill Haley and the Comet doesn't really go with Batman and Robin, but like it, 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 that's what makes this commercial so amazing. Yeah, you know, we, we've gone on these rants about how these things get pitched. And if you yeah. think about this one, it's like someone in a room said, I want that song over the 1960s Batman and Robin, and I want them to go to Zare's department store. <laughs> Something like this wouldn't happen now. Like you, you wouldn't have the fine young cannibals playing over Batman and Robin from uh, George Clooney and whatever the hell the other guy's Chris, name was. Chris, Chris O'Donnell, <laughs> yes. Though I could yeah. see, you know, she, she drives me batty. Ooh, ooh. I could see a little bit of a redo there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DC Comics would nix that right away. So <laughs> fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> fuck this shit. What I really loved about it though, Robin was so accurate to the 60s show, like his delivery, his costume, like it could have been Burt Ward. It really was like amazing that it just sounded just like him it did i mean uh the guy playing batman was a little off he was close but a little off robin aside from the fact that his hair was a bit longer was robin yes and, and also really... like not to get too crude but that guy might have been the inspiration for the term big dick energy because his stocking was stuffed yeah big dick racing energy <laughs> holy shrinkage the whole thing is that it's 3 a.m and they're doing this because they wanted to go out and buy some Christmas presents for the supervillains. And uh, let's uh, see the example they gave is Penguin. And they got an umbrella for the Penguin. Naturally. And it's like, okay, they got Christmas spirit and they're buying presents for the wanted criminals. It's really nice of them. But I mean, seriously, like, <laughs> that's, that's unrealistic. You know, man. it's a good thing that this ad didn't air in Jersey back then because you would have flipped your shit. <laughs> Batman wouldn't buy the Joker a present for Christmas? Dad, get over here! <laughs> this is inaccurate. <laughs> Dear DC Comics. <laughs> Alright, but so Matt, do you think that we should go out at 3am tonight and buy stuff for everyone who's wronged us through the years? We could buy expensive baubles. <laughs> <laughs> Unconditional love! Uh, number one, I don't have enough money to get presents for everyone who's wronged me, Jay. I do like the idea of going shopping at 3 a.m., though, so I'm with you there. I'll tag along while you get presents for your enemies. To the Batmobile! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> so, a uh, little bit of trivia for you, if you weren't going to bring this up. One of the people who uploaded this ad, Legions of Gotham, I think, on YouTube, he said that Adam West actually sued Zares over this. Oh, I did see that. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, West was kind of, you know, he was known for being a hard ass with this stuff, but I can't say that he didn't have a case because that wasn't a Batman impression. That was an Adam West as Batman impression. But I mean, it's kind of hard to say that only because 20th Century Fox owned that show. Well, I mean, he probably just said, you know, if, if I work a little magic, I might be able to get 5K out of this and I'll cover my gifts this year. So <laughs> good for him. <laughs> Number two. 
It's the clauses, everybody. Have a chicken McNugget. Don't worry. It's under 63 calories. Oh, Rudy, be a dear and open another 20-pack. McDonald's Chicken McNuggets 20-pack makes every holiday party happy and fun. Aren't we having fun? Mingle, mingle. Tiny Tim, tiny as ever. Take two. It's a good time oh, oh, oh. for the great taste of McDonald's. Time for McDonald's gift certificates. 50 cents each or a book of 10 for $5. Okay, so there were a million Christmassy McDonald's commercials to choose from, but I've always been especially drawn to Scrooge's McNugget Party from the mid-80s. Yes, Scrooge's McNugget Party. So (laughs) here we have an absolutely cracked out Ebenezer Scrooge. Like, he is just berserk. He really is. And he's throwing a Christmas party for everyone from Santa Claus to these semi-transparent ghosts. And he's wandering around with a 20-piece box of Chicken McNuggets. And the gag, of course, is that Scrooge is so taken with holiday spirit that he forgets to be like a greedy asshole. (laughs) Yeah. But man, I mean, you watch this commercial and it is hard to imagine that those good vibes came to Scrooge naturally. He is absolutely out of his mind. The McNuggets just put him in such a good mood that he was jovial and he was just friendly and happy. The only thing that's ever put me in a mood similar to Scrooge's in this commercial is not something I'm going to bring up in this podcast. I will say that it's something I purchased on a street corner in Wildwood when I was 20. (laughs) That said, the real reason I'm picking this is because I grew up thinking that adults really did have these big private adult parties where everyone got smashed and ate McDonald's chicken McNuggets. Am I alone on this? Yes. Really? There were several McD's commercials that implied this, and that just fascinated me as a kid. Like, forget this Scrooge. Remember the movie Scrooge? Yeah, of course. All right, so when Bill Murray flashes back to the office Christmas party where that one girl was making photocopies of her ass, yeah, throw in random boxes of Chicken McNuggets, and I used to think that all adult Christmas parties were exactly that. <laughs> But see, I had a, like a disconnect there because the McNuggets were these friendly little anthropomorphic chicken pieces. Right, of course. So I always thought they were like that. Not that they were accoutrements to adult parties. Well, it's funny you should mention that because there is, and I actually had an intense personal debate between this commercial with Scrooge, cracked out Scrooge giving out McNuggets, and another McDonald's Christmas commercial where... It's a box of 20 McNuggets, but they're the character McNuggets that you just mentioned. And they're getting ready to be eaten at a holiday party. (laughs) Like, they're all dressed up to the nines and like, oh my god, the Christmas party! (laughs) So this was a thing. This was a thing. And I, I really regret that when I grew up, I found out that adults don't just base their parties around chicken McNuggets. Although, lots of stuff when we were kids was marketed... As if it was this fancy adult stuff, when in reality, it was just regular crap that you'd find in the grocery store, you know? Like certain crackers or sodas, it was marketed like it was this fancy adult thing. Oh, I know what you're thinking about sociables, aren't you? (laughs) Dreaming about those sociables again. Well, that's because our our friend Veggie McCobb posted it on Twitter the other day. (laughs) He did. And it's like, like, I I just kept going back to that tweet because looking at that box made me feel so fancy. Yeah, it did. This commercial, right? Uh Uh-huh. So Scrooge, he walks into the... Actually, I can't believe you didn't mention this. (laughs) He walks into the room, you know, he's making jabs at Santa about his caloric intake. Right. 
he comes up to Rudy, who is obviously Rudolph. He's this fun-loving, comical-looking reindeer. Real lovable. You just want to give him a hug. Yeah. But he's basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, he's basically the type of reindeer that if you and I were in a buddy action comedy and we got stoned during Christmas, this would be the type of reindeer who would randomly show up in the room next to us before (laughs) he whisks us away to the North Pole. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I mean, now, like, when you're adding that reindeer bit to my earlier interpretation of Scrooge absolutely being on drugs, this really does seem like this is all a hallucination. It really did. It seems like like it. he He ate some laced McNuggets and this is what he saw in his house yeah i mean yeah he's, but he, he got blazed and jacob marley was just randomly <laughs> i mean think about he's seeing santa claus is not going to arrive at scrooge's house in real life he's seeing ghosts and he's sharing chicken with them there's a fucking reindeer yeah. in the house he's like elbow and santa in the stomach he's like only 65 calories santa <laughs> this is it's a drug-fueled nightmare yeah <laughs> When you talk about how these McNuggets were these fancy things, right? So when you were a kid, did you love McNuggets? Were like they a big deal? Oh, 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 absolutely. I mean, as much as I loved the, uh, you know, the cheeseburgers and the Happy Meals and then later the double cheeseburger combo, which was a big contributor to my teenage depression, um, (laughs) I was always on Team McNugget. So I used to only order the McNuggets because I wanted the sweet and sour sauce because that was my jam. I would get it and just like slurp the sweet and sour sauce. So you would the... skip the McNuggets and drink the well, sauce? I would eat them, but it wasn't like the main attraction to me. It uh-huh. was really the sauce. The sauce was good. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was more of a barbecue guy myself, but that sauce was pretty good. Though the McNuggets were the main course for me. Like that shit. Oh, I love those McNuggets. So as an adult now... Uh, now that we know what you pictured as a kid, what's stopping you? Because like you have the power to go and buy yourself like 40 McNuggets and every dipping sauce imaginable and then throw yourself a party and you can invite the Del Rubio triplets. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that you're using Del Rubio triplets as the example <laughs> kind of indicates what the problem is. The only person I have to invite is you. Some party. <laughs> I'm going to have to take some crack and see reindeer and ghosts. <laughs> Number three. Son buenos solo en la vida, otros son buenos todo el año. DirecTV es mejor. Okay, Matt, I have no idea where this commercial actually aired, but it was the Horror Heroes DirecTV commercial. It's about 10 years old now, I think. Uh, and it was basically the culmination of all these horror icons coming together during a very calming version of Silent Night playing in the background. Okay, so first off, thank you for this pick because I had seen GIFs of these villains floating around social media for years and I had no idea where it came from. 
it became a meme where you have like Darth Vader and Jason and Freddy, and they're all like holding hands. Skipping. And yeah, they're <laughs> skipping over the field. I've seen that image ten thousand times. I thought it was some from some like horror magazine shoot or something, but nope, a direct TV ad of all things. Yeah, and I believe it might be like Italy or or Spain. I'm not sure, but it's pretty neat where you see Freddy Krueger snipping flowers with his glove. He's giving the flowers to Jason. And then Vader is blowing one of those little weeds. Right. Uh, and, it, it, and like, let's be clear, like most of the characters are sort of like interpretations, like they're close. Vader is Vader. It's like he's well, right off the fucking movie set. Well, that's the thing, though. They're, they're actually really close because usually when they do stuff like this, you could nitpick it. This is really good. Like most of the characters are like. They're really movie quality. Oh, yeah, like they had to have officially licensed them because, they, I mean, it's, it's them. When are you going to get a chance to see Dracula, Jason, Freddy, Darth Vader, and Chucky, and Hannibal Lecter all in one commercial? <laughs> well, I don't know about commercials, but you could certainly see them all in your curio cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> But you got like Chucky on the seesaw, and then the mummy comes out. You even got the mummy. The in mummy, there. and it's a really yeah. good classic mummy, as opposed to Chucky, who of all of the characters in this commercial is the one that's the most off. He's like one of the old garbage pail kids from the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's really frightening, actually. He is. Yeah. And then at the end of the commercial, it's pretty neat where you have um, Hannibal Lecter delivers a turkey to a family, and they're standing around by the Christmas tree. And then Samara from The Ring climbs through the TV and gives a Christmas gift to the family. I mean, it, yeah, it just, that was amazing. That's amazing. And then, then they pan up and the wolf man is howling at the moon where the satellite dish from the direct TV is. I mean, it, it, what an amazing commercial. Yeah, so it, more effort has gone into this <laughs> this foreign direct TV commercial than anything else ever in history. And I just don't get it. I don't know what they're saying at the end because I don't know how to speak that language. Yeah. <laughs> but what is the like what is the concept here exactly? I think they just say buy direct TV because it's the greatest. That's all they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> buy direct TV because it's the greatest. By the way, here's a commercial full of horror characters. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't so, I don't know. It works though. It works, yeah. So it's unprecedented. We've established that, but let's compare it to something else that we really love and that is that this is basically the horror version of the he-man and she-ra christmas special <laughs> oh my god it sort of is isn't it yeah this this massive really... event where every character from one kind of thing that you love is all in one spot i just can't believe they missed showing it here in the united states as big as this should be virally i don't know that it is because why haven't i seen it i'm online 24 7 <laughs> so i hope you're bringing it up like spurs people to go on youtube and look up horror direct tv i think this year they need to just bring it back you know how like speaking of commercials a lot of these commercials come back like years later and right. it winds up being the same commercial yeah. they should just do a, an english version of it yeah the the, the, the classic trifecta the m&m's commercial the hershey kisses commercial and the direct tv horror commercial <laughs> 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 uh. Number four. 
was a bit before Christmas and all through the house, nothing was stirring, not even a... I ran to the kitchen. What could it be? Christmas crunch from the cabin to me. This crunch is special to make breakfast merry. It's loaded with yummy red and green crunch berries. Very sweet. Delicious. But it's only here till Christmas. Christmas crunch is a very merry part of this balanced breakfast. Great. You can get one of four jolly ornaments. It's a soggy. Camping on a sleigh. Or ski. There's one in each specially marked box of Christmas crunch. My second pick is the famous Christmas Crunch commercial from in or around 1988. Woo! <laughs> Don't patronize me. You know you love this one. I do. I totally do. That was a, that was a genuine woo. Genuine woo. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> we already talked about the Fruity Pebbles Christmas ad on our prior show, but this one for me was right up there. Oh yeah, this is great yeah this is this is hardcore and i think if like somebody new watches it now they probably get that it's cute but back then it was so much more because that commercial felt like a miniature holiday special like a 30 second rudolph or charlie brown that could appear at any time on any channel that's literally uh the one sentence i have written here it says uh it's like an animated christmas special crammed yeah. into a 30 second commercial <laughs> there we go well i expect yeah. nothing but yes from you from here on out <laughs> i just remember being filled with so much joy whenever i saw it and of course like christmas crunch in of itself was a much bigger deal back then it felt more important now it's just kind of like yeah it's gonna come out we're yeah not gonna i mean it's like we're both glad it still exists and i'm kind of amazed that it does to be honest but back in the 80s getting a box of that shit was as integral a part of the holiday season as was like decorating the tree yeah it was a big deal it really was and today's Christmas Crunch have, like, those shaped pieces. But back mm -hmm. then, it was just red and green Crunch Berries, and I liked that so much more. I'm just glad it still exists, like you said. And I just wish that they did change the box art sometimes, because that's always our gripe, like, year in and year out. Yeah. It feels like for their Halloween Crunch and Christmas Crunch, they don't change the box art very much. Yeah, they've been recycling the box art for both of those for years now. I think for at least three or four years. And it drives me crazy, because all I want to do is praise that shit on Instagram. But it's hard to do when you've already done it so many times. How much could it really cost them to change the box art? I will never not believe that there isn't something to be said for like online buzz from people like us, of which there are many. So exactly. if changing the box art is going to get another thousand people talking about you, ain't it worth it? Obviously, if we saw that in a store, the first thing we do is posting pictures, talking to everybody about it. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, I actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned it because I passed my first box of Christmas crunch of the season. It was at Target just the other night. And my impulse was to grab my phone, but then I'm like, it's the same box. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck am I going to say? Look who's back. It's amazing when you really think about it, though, because all they need to do is it's the same cereal. Just inside. put a <laughs> pair of fucking sunglasses on them. Do anything. Yeah. I don't care. Leave everything else alone. Just do something. Change one red ornament to green and I'll be happy. Give me some reason to talk about you. If they changed anything on the box art and they threw in, like they did back in the day, like a, a Christmas crunch ornament, which was literally like a piece of cardboard mm -hmm. that you would hang on your tree. Well, like that, this is amazing. Just do something like that. Speaking of which, that's actually where I was going next, because I'm picking this specific version of the commercial because it mentions those ornaments that you just did. Yeah. I still have my soggy ornament from 1988, this milky slime monster building a snowman. <laughs> Not quite my most prized possession, but it's on the list somewhere. <laughs> I, 
I appreciate the artfulness that went into this commercial because it is almost like a small Christmas special. Nowadays, they don't really do things like that anymore. That commercial almost has like a Rankin-Bass animation style. Yes, it's almost like Twas the Night Before Christmas by Rankin-Bass. Exactly. Like, it's a little bit more whimsical than the usual Captain Crunch commercials of the era. So it just felt, oh, so Christmassy. The bittersweet thing about this is that I love Captain Crunch, probably one of my favorite cereals of all time. And I just, I can't eat it anymore because it's like loaded with sugar. So I just wish that I lived in a world where I could just eat this freely. <laughs> well, <laughs> be in my shoes. Do whatever the fuck you want. Deal with the fallout later. I think if we lived in that Scrooge party that we were talking about, we could just do anything we want at any time. Yeah, you know, no consequences. If, if I ate the lace chicken McNuggets and entered the mansion, I would see ghosts, Santa, a reindeer, and Jay eating something with sugar in it. <laughs> Number five. This Christmas, Hardee's is spreading a lot of cheer for just a little money because you can get your little elves a regular hamburger, fries, and a small soft drink for just a dollar. You can even get that last-minute stocking stuffer with an adorable, adoptable baby pound puppy or purry. So stop by Hardee's this holiday season. You'll get a lot of Christmas cheer for just a dollar and the perfect stocking stuffer at a special price because at Hardee's, we're out to win you over. That was a Hardee's commercial from 1986. Uh, it was a Christmas commercial, Matt, and they were giving away pound puppies. So neither you nor I grew up near Hardee's. This commercial wouldn't have gotten much play near us. I don't know what rabbit hole led you to a 1986 Hardee's commercial featuring pound puppies, but I'm very glad <laughs> it did because this was great. Obviously, back in 86, pound puppies were a really big thing. Everyone I knew had a pound puppy. I did. Yeah, and Pound Purries were the cat version. They were basically just stuffed dogs, stuffed cats. You wouldn't think anything of them, but the presentation is is really what got you. It was almost like a Boglin where the box did a lot to sell the toy itself. Yeah, that was part of it. Yeah, like when the dog was in the little doghouse. Right. It gave that extra, like, oh, that, that's neat. I need one of them. And then it was kind of like a Cabbage Patch Kid because it came with an adoption paper. Exactly. A, cer a certificate. You had a certificate. It was really yours. It was the dog version and cat version later of Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Hardee's decided that they were going to be doing a promotion where they had miniature versions of these pound puppies and pound purries. And that's a great thing because they were real popular. They were capitalizing on this. So that's fantastic. Right? Would have been absolutely huge around here if if we had the chance. Like that would have been right up there with the Slimer Sunday is another big reason to go to Hardee's. So this commercial was advertising that you can get a, like a whole kid's meal for a dollar, which was a great deal. Yep, whatever. But the real crux of the commercial is that they're selling these pound puppies, right? For a low price. For a low price, yeah. The family goes in, they get dinner, and here's what happens. The father decides that he's going to try to like pull a fast one and go to the counter while everybody's eating and buy the pound puppies and shove them in his pocket so the kids don't see them. Right, they're like Christmas presents. So <laughs> the dad gets the pound puppies, puts puts them in the pocket, they go back, they're about to leave. You see them, they're sticking out of his pocket. So I I need to pose this to you. 
what percentage of the chance in 1986, if it was you as one of those kids, that you would have been unaware that that was happening? Absolutely zero. I mean, like, and also the idea that they're going to be doing this pound puppies promotion at Hardee's and there's not going to be pound puppies signs all over the place. Like, are these kids, are these kids blind? There's fucking dogs all over the restaurant. (laughs) We're just here for the fries. It was so over the top because he's trying to literally smuggle them out of the restaurant. Oh, dude, it was like a drug deal. But it was exactly like you said. If the kids saw even like one little sign, they'd be like, I want the pound puppy. I'm not leaving this restaurant without a pound puppy. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't have left that place without making a scene. Think about like the shitty ass Happy Meals we used to go out of our minds over. (laughs) Oh my God, that's Birdie in a little pullback car. I am absolutely all about this for the rest of my life. A pound puppy? Are you kidding me? We would have went berserk. I would have known the second that was going on, like if it was my mom who grabbed him, came over to the back to the table and sat down, I would be like, mom, let me see those puppies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the phrasing. <laughs> and like, are we just to assume that the pound puppies wouldn't have been advertised on their tray liners as they're eating? They would be looking down at them. Exactly. Yeah. Our fries would be oiling up their faces. Exactly. This is just nutty. <laughs> but it has such a good atmosphere in the commercial because it's like snowing oh. and it's just so Christmassy. Okay, so the atmosphere. I love how the commercial adhered to the 80s standard of pretending that every fast food restaurant spent December looking like a church on Christmas morning. <laughs> Did you see all of the holly in that place? Yeah. It was like a florist. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're going to be going to parties like on christmas eve you know and that's always what it seems like but that is see that's why i have i still to this day like always like kind of associate fast food restaurants with the holidays because of commercials just like this where you see it's like you said the hardy's is in the middle of like the most christmasy home alone snowstorm (laughs) you're gonna be at a christmas gathering with your family this year and you're gonna be like Guys, remember Christmas 86 <laughs> on Christmas Eve when we went to Hardee's? Hey, Ma, you remember when you tried to pull the fast one on me with that, that fucking pound puppy? You weren't fooling anybody. <laughs> Number six. Again, for a limited time this year, you'll find a very special countdown to Christmas poster. And it's yours free just for buying 7-Up and Cherry 7-Up. What a great way to share in the feeling of Christmas. It's the perfect time to stock up on 7-Up's clear, crisp, clean refreshment. And kids get to build Santa's beard as they count off the days to Christmas. Get your free countdown to Christmas poster when you buy 7-Up and Cherry 7-Up. 7-Up has the feeling of Christmas. So I don't know if I'm alone on this island, but I used to be completely obsessed with 7-Up's Countdown to Christmas posters. You were definitely not alone on that. Good, good. I mean, there were a few different versions, but the basic deal was that during the Christmas season, 7-Up had these big displays in grocery stores where people could tear off and take home free Santa Claus posters just by buying 7-Up. Absolutely genius move. Yes, and the posters were basically just of Santa's face with his big white beard. But the gimmick was that the beard had like bubbles in it, 1 through 25 for each day in December through Christmas. And you would take cotton balls and glue them onto the beard day after day 
And then on Christmas morning, you have this awesome, fluffy cotton ball beard. <laughs> it was amazing. And Santa's face, before you, you go further, Santa's face looks like he sat on a cold toilet or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And there are a few versions. The one you're talking about, which is in the commercial that you just heard, everyone. Yeah. Santa is like... <sighs> Definitely not the jolliest you'll ever see. It's kind of a bit of a frightening version of Santa. It's cool, though. I like it. Cool. Yeah, that's how I yeah. put it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I mean, it was silly, but it was exactly the kind of thing that would have ruled a kid's world back then. This is what you did in a world without smartphones or the Internet. You glued cotton balls to little Santa Claus posters. <laughs> well, because, you know, it was interactive. It was a piece of paper. But to be honest, that was one of the coolest damn things that ever happened to 7-Up. Oh, absolutely. Basically, every day in December through Christmas, you had something Christmassy to do. And when you're a kid and you're absolutely obsessed with Christmas, that counted for a lot. Yeah, plus it gave you that anticipation. You were a big fan of the advent calendar, so this right. is like similar to This that. was like the, the low-key version of like the advent house from Christmas Vacation. Instead of opening these doors on a $400 mini mansion, you're gluing <laughs> cotton to a 50-cent poster. But the, the vibe was the same. <laughs> and also, like 7-Up to me was always the superior lemon-lime soda. I don't necessarily know that I agree, but I will say that because of these posters and because of all of 7-Up's Christmas commercials, I name it the number two Christmas cola right behind Coke. Definitely. Like, you it's have totally to have it. Line. You have to have it at your spread on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah. Or if you have cherry 7-Up, even better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that <laughs> shit. So you said that everyone had one of these. I actually didn't. A friend of mine did, and I was so jealous. But really? I bought one. I, I'm surprised. I man. don't know what happened. It was just like uh -huh. maybe the, the local AMP just didn't get their posters. But I bought one on eBay a few years ago and did the whole cotton ball thing. And it was the best. <laughs> they really don't do simple things like this anymore, obviously, because kids would be like, well, what am I going to do with this? This is like, this well, is no, they might do this, paper. but it'd be like a fucking digital app where you go every day to throw a snowball at Santa's eyeball or something. Ugh. Stop <laughs> it with the apps. Give me material. Yeah, I need something tangible. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> You need to rub the cotton on your I face. I do. I need to rub the cotton <laughs> on my face and crinkle the paper. Like, listen to that. Look at look at this. How fucking great is what you're hearing right now? This is what you got to do back. This is what it was all oh, about. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Number seven. Everybody sing along. Dashing for the plane, trying to make the flight. Come on. Mom and Dad just made a tiny oversight. I can't hear you. Ah! As they hurry home, I got two robbers plan a heist. But little do they know, he's got his home turf iced. Oh. Home alone, home alone, ah! trick them every way. All the fun it is to see two burglars get found buried. Home alone, home alone. Yes, yes, yes. Now what? Fun. That was the Home Alone jingle ad, which I'm really glad that you reminded me of, Matt, because I was going to go in a different direction this time. Obviously, we're both huge Home Alone fans. We did a Home Alone show. One of my favorite episodes, actually. 
November 2017. Mm-hmm. We did Uncle Frank justice. Yeah, we did. We did. So I was going to go in a different direction and bring up when Macaulay Culkin reprised his role as Kevin McAllister in a Google commercial. But then you reminded me of this gem. Uh, it was basically like a highlight reel of Home Alone to advertise the video. But instead of going with the classic score, they went with a song parody of Jingle Bells where there's like the bouncing ball that goes over the lyrics. Total like, sing-along. Yeah, like a lyric video. Yeah. And home Alone, Home Alone. <laughs> back then the bouncing ball over the lyrics that was such a big thing it was constantly in commercials so when this came on you either like wanted to throw up or you wanted to sing along with it because i know some people probably got annoyed by it oh no i don't think there's a person on this planet that didn't like the home alone sing along bouncing ball commercial <laughs> so, this was one of the big ones it was big yeah and they they wrote out all the lyrics to coincide with home alone like dashing for the plane try to make the flight mom and dad just made a tiny oversight <laughs> <laughs> when i'm watching this i'm like man this really does bring me back because it's one of those things where it, it may not be at the forefront of your mind all the time but when you hear it or you see it it's like, wow, man, I totally remember that. Yeah, it's weird because like this commercial and there was a long version that would have been on video cassettes and then there was a cut down on TV. And between the two, that sing along song got burned into your brain. And it it's totally to did. the point where it's like people like you and me, we should be putting that version of the song on our playlists. And I know, I know. It's like, man, I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, this needs to go on my iPod. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's real catchy. If somebody is out there and they really don't remember it, the line that always got me is, um, oh, what fun it is to see two burglars get flambéed. Hey! Hey! <laughs> I fucking love that part. Yeah, that was the money shot right there. One tidbit, though unrelated to actual commercial is the fact that disney is the owner now of home alone now that they made all these deals right right right. so they're trying to say that they're going to make a remake for the streaming service for disney plus oh god that's why i keep seeing all those jokes about how it should be like macaulay culkin as he is now just sort of chilling <laughs> yeah i would rather see that yeah <laughs> but i don't know if it's gonna if they're going to be able to do it justice impossible look i love that macaulay culkin is now like he's really down to earth and self-effacing about his childhood fame but at the same time he had it back then yeah he carried that shit oh yeah he was phenomenal in that mm -hmm. so do you have any memories of this commercial man just of like trying to sing along to it and never like as much as i saw it i was never able to quite memorize the lyrics so i'd be like home alone home alone you burglars get flambe hey well now we have the magic of youtube so we can just scrub it back and forth yeah you know it's like we're talking about some real classic commercials today and this one i don't know why it is not on more lists because once i watched it again i'm like holy shit it was like a really big deal back then like this was a major major campaign that really got to us definitely and back when this aired we were still in that time frame where uh, when a movie came out on VHS, like you said, it's, it was a huge deal. Now we wait two weeks and right. you 
can order it on iTunes. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, even if you were a kid and you weren't in a position to, like, you know, get an official VHS copy, you at least were reminded, like, oh, shit, it's at the video store. I'm going to go rent that shit and hook up two VCRs and make my <laughs> uh, unofficial Home Alone copy with a homemade label. Yeah, dub that shit. Dub that shit. <laughs> I dub you Home Alone. <laughs> home Alone. Home Alone, Home Alone. I'll trick them every way. <laughs> Number eight. I don't wanna grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. You just said the magic words. Now look what you did. And look what Toys R Us has for the universe this season. Introducing Monstroid, one of Mattel's masters of the universe. When he gets wound up, watch out. Also new from Mattel, get a two dollar rebate on the disc hurling blaster hawk. Wow. And a big $6 rebate on Eternia playset with motorized tram, elevator, and a real mode. It's the world's biggest toy Let's go! So this is a weird pick, but bear with me. The commercial you just heard was from a series of ads released by Toys R Us during the 1986 Christmas season. And each one of the commercials in that series promoted a different batch of that year's hottest holiday toys. <laughs> yes. So there are a couple of things to mention here. I'm going to go all over the map. Okay. First, many of these commercials, like this one, starred a giant robot who was kind of like their secondary mascot at the time. Yeah, I noticed him, yeah. And I fucking loved that robot. And if we ever do an episode about robots, I'm absolutely putting him on it. I might even like him more than the official Purple Stuff robot. I was going to ask you if they knew each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knows? It's possible. We can ask him. <laughs> Second, this particular commercial prominently featured the old Masters of the Universe Eternia playset. Jeez, yeah. And I think this weird ad that was shot in like a kid's bedroom did a better job on selling that playset than the official Mattel version. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, you look at this thing in this commercial, the way they shot it, it looks like it's like six feet tall. It wasn't, but it was huge. It was big, yeah. yeah. If our listeners don't remember this, like that was like the end all be all as far as not just He-Man toys, but all toys. Yeah, back then it was like the most elaborate and most expensive playset that Mattel had. It's either a stone's throw equal to or maybe even slightly beyond the USS flag. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if it was as big as the flag. It wasn't but as it big, was, but it, I think it had, it had, your impression of it yeah. when you saw it, like, this thing had three giant towers and a fucking monorail going between them. Like, it looked like Disney World. But it was like a motorized monorail. It actually worked. It wasn't like you had to push the cars yourself. A motor, like, you could put your giant He-Man figure in a motorized monorail. <laughs> So my last note about this one is just a generalized thing about what Toys R Us used to mean to us during the Christmas season. Like you go into those stores in December and you'd feel like you're on an imaginary shopping spree just dreaming of what might be yours on the 25th. Oh yeah, Toys R Us had that knack for just making you feel like they were the exclusive place that had everything you needed. Even in recent years, like I would go there every December 10 times and I would almost never buy anything. I just loved soaking up all of that holiday energy. Yeah, it was crazy and play sets and all kinds of stuff. Oh, but yeah. the Eternia playset itself was uh, one of my friends had it and I, I was always so jealous of it. But I love that when they talk about Eternia, they tout that they have the tram and the monorail and this and that. And then... <laughs> 
they say and even a real moat you know that's definitely like a um, a big wig at mattel sent a note i want that moat mentioned <laughs> i just love that and then it has a hugging action like attorney it looks like it hugs the action figures it absolutely like it does so it's like the main tower which what is that supposed to represent is that like castle grayskull or is it something else well no the main tower is just supposed to be like like the main Eternia proper Eternia, yeah. and okay. the left side is gray skull and the right side is snake mountain right, and they right. connect together right so the main tower that you just mentioned is basically like this bluish icy thing with like a bear or a lion head and it's got these two cute little arms and all it can really do is hug you yeah it's, it's supposed to be like bad supposed to be taking bad guys you yeah. know but it looks like hey, I'm gonna hug you. Come here, Skeletor. <laughs> give me, give me out. <laughs> There's so many people that buy it like now for like thousands of dollars. Oh, it's and expensive it, as shit. It, yeah, but everything you read, it's like don't even bother putting it together if it's not put together because it will crack. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like I had a friend too that had this, and he actually sold me it when I was like I don't know twelve, and he had everything, but. It was so fragile that, like, pretty much 20 of the parts were snapped in some way. Yeah. And the thing was, like, the commercial was advertising that you get a $6 rebate. But what they didn't tell you is that the thing was, like, $10,000. <laughs> it, it did. Like, $6 off that, even in 1986, that was nothing. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. That was, like, you the must... most expensive thing. And I don't know why they released the most expensive thing when the line was already kind of dwindling. You must have loved it, though, because at the end of the commercial, Jeffrey came in. So then you had the robot and Jeffrey. <laughs> you had the robot, Jeffrey, and a random sitcom dad in a line doing like kind of almost like a conga. And yeah, that's pretty much my favorite thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I know what I want for Christmas this year. I want to be hugged by the attorney of place. <laughs> <laughs> we should set him up in the in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Sit with Santa Eternia. Number nine. The season has come to gather family. A very special time of year. We want to wish you happy holidays. Hi, Punchy. It's so nice to have you here. Each holiday season, we Osmonds renew our love and the unity of our family. And we know that your family shares that, too. A toast, then. We Hawaiian punch. Of course. We want to wish your season's greetings and have a happy new year. That was a Hawaiian punch commercial from 1981 starring Donnie and Marie. Now, this might sound like a real oddball choice, Matt, but it's not. I'm going to tell you why. When we were kids... The fruit punch wars were at full effect, okay? Mm -hmm. Juice boxes were, like, so competitive that everybody had their own favorite types and whatnot. So it was you like might... sports teams, but they were juices. Yeah, you must have loved Kool-Aid or this person loved that or Juicy Juice and blah, blah, blah. And some people liked Hawaiian punch, right? So now you talk about Hawaiian punch. I don't even know if people still buy Hawaiian punch, but it's out there. You don't really see it advertised much, and it doesn't have much of a presence otherwise, but it still exists, and I assume it tastes the same. Yeah, it was, it was a tasty beverage. But, oh, I uh, loved it, that ruby red. Yeah, yeah, it started out as an ice cream topping. It, it was a did? syrup. Yeah, it was a syrup that you would put on ice cream, and somebody thought, hey, I'm going to mix this with water, 
and make a beverage. The rest is history, as they say. <laughs> so the mascot, his name is Punchy, and he had a sidekick. His name was Oaf. And the whole gimmick was that Punchy would punch Oaf and walk away with the Hawaiian punch and drink it. That was the way they sold sugar water to children. <laughs> <laughs> Not very 2019-y, is it? <laughs> so eventually they matured and they got Donnie and Marie to be their spokespeople. Okay, uh, so and, I mean, like, I, you're going into this now, and I'm not going to spoil what you're about to say, but holy shit, this <laughs> fucking commercial, I, I, what a treasure this was. So I mentioned it's from 1981, which is earlier than the era we usually talk about here on the podcast, but this is one that demanded to be discussed, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. So the Osmonds, a lot of our listeners may not know who the Osmonds are. They were a family of entertainers. They sang, danced, acted. They did all kinds of stuff. And they clearly made some sort of pact with the Lazarus Pit because they do not age. Like, they still look the same as they did yeah, 50 they still, years. I mean, they take care of themselves. Yeah. So they used to be in the commercials for the Hawaiian Punch. And, and in this case, this might be like the most festive, nostalgic commercial of all time. And right? also the weirdest. So we get to see Punchy in live action. We open the commercial with Donnie and Marie singing some sort of nondescript holiday song. And they're walking through this, I guess it's like a mansion or whatever. It's filled with Christmas decorations. It just looks so festive. Yep. And they're just surrounded by Christmas trees and singing and blah, blah, blah. And then they meet up with their family. And then there's Punchy. Punchy's there in an actual, like, live-action costume. Like, he's one of the family. Punchy <laughs> in charge. <laughs> so, I mean, just to, just to be clear about what a big deal this is. Like, Punchy is six feet tall. His head is the size of a, of a planet. And he's just there in this, like, Osmond mansion. Yeah, and he has the googly eyes and everything. It's yeah. great. <laughs> it is absolutely, it's berserk, and they treat him so matter-of-factly. It's like yes. it's not like, oh my god, Punchy's here. It's like, hey, there's Punchy. And he's dressed like a damn Christmas elf, which is amazing. So I feel like if this doesn't make you want a freaking ornate glass punch bowl filled with Hawaiian punch, I don't know what will. Oh god, you're so right. And you know... In a commercial that features a life-sized, live-action punchy, the fact that a punch bowl full of Hawaiian punch is still the best part is really telling. <laughs> I, I love think that, that. Is that like wasal punch? <laughs> Say that again. Wasal, wasal, wasal. <laughs> I just love that Like back then, in 1981, they marketed it as 10% fruit juice. And I think now we're down to 5% fruit juice. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They don't even put that on. It's like on the back of the, the boxes now in tiny print. I love yeah. it. They used to like, oh, contains 10% real fruit juice with an exclamation point. Like that's something to be proud of. <laughs> yeah. It's like what's the other 90% then, guys? Yeah, that's what you're bragging about. Yeah. <laughs> so and another quick tidbit is that Donnie and Marie had dolls back in the 70s. And my sister had... Of course, she had these dolls when they fell out of favor and time ran on. I became the owner of Donnie, the doll, and I used him as Han Solo because <laughs> he his head reminded me of a larger version of Han in best pin gear from Empire Strikes Back. Oh, my God. I could totally fucking see it. <laughs> so I just used it as that. It was great. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's very you. So I feel like this Christmas season is now 
that much more uh, valuable to me now that I brought this back from the dead, this commercial. <laughs> this is, I mean, people are going to hear some of the commercials we brought up, and we brought up some, like, obvious picks. But this is really the one. Like, this is insane. <laughs> and the best part for me is that Donnie Marie are interacting with Punchy in such a way, it's almost like they don't like him very much. I was, did you get that vibe? I, I thought they did like No, it. no. It's almost like my interpretation was that they signed on to do this Hawaiian Punch Christmas commercial, but they were not told until they got to the set that it was going to include a six-foot white monster with giant antlers. And, and like the whole thing is staged from what feels like the set of the Family Ties Christmas dinner special. It's like, it's just... Such a mash of disparate elements. Donnie Marie, this like mansion with this old fashioned Christmas, and Punchy. <laughs> Donnie Marie, glad you're back for another commercial. Um, they're also bringing Punchy back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that is that true? Number 10. Who's that? The taste of nuts and honey, Mr. Scrooge. Come back. Better things to do. But Mr. Scrooge, Honey Nut Cheerios, it's Christmas. My customary gruel will suffice. Thank you. Yeah, but Honey Nut Cheerios blends golden honey and crunchy nuts. I said, did you say honey and nuts? Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Jay, you've been working on your falsetto, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. It's a honey oven. Oh, honey, not Cheerios. I'm sorry. I think we could do better, though. Three, two, one. It's a honey oven. Oh, honey, not Cheerios. That's good. That's good. I mean, we have some work to do, but we're getting there. We're not a children's choir or anything like no, that. But... I, you know, and we have also just recorded almost an entire podcast, so cut us a break, everyone. <laughs> I have no professional training of singing. I love that I'm asking you, of all people, you who like will like you'll you'll go meet God and you'll still sound like you're gonna kick the crap out of him. And Jay, <laughs> give me your falsetto child choir voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's a honey <laughs> oven, oh. <laughs> so I'm going to end things with another cereal commercial and another all-timer as far as Christmas commercials go. Let's talk about the time the Honey Nut Cheerios be wooed Ebenezer Scrooge with the promise of delicious honey and nuts. Did you say honey and nuts? <laughs> did, did, did you say honey and nuts? <laughs> so this one started airing in the 80s, but in one form or another, it lasted well into the 90s. I think it even lasted into the 2000s. It's a real long-lived commercial, and it is just so awesome. It is the best. We've got Scrooge working hard on Christmas Day, and he's refusing to budge from his desk, while all the damn bee wants is for the guy to live a little and eat some cereal. <laughs> yes. Scrooge is all, fuck you, bee, my customary gruel will suffice. But then the bee breaks out the heavy artillery, the honey and nuts that you mentioned. Oh my god. Yeah, and even Scrooge can't say no to that. And the commercial ends with the suggestion that the taste of honey nut Cheerios has turned him into a new man. 
And this is the original version that we're discussing, right? Because I didn't realize it, but there's a lot of hatred on the internet for the remakes of this commercial. Right. Like the there, later version. I, I think basically the, the remake situation is that the voices change. And I think maybe a few words change too. I don't know how it works, but yeah, this, well, yeah. Uh, if this is not the original, this is the one I know. Yeah, and the, the animation change also. I just feel like if we lived in a kinder society, people channeled their hatred to the remakes of this commercial rather than... Than towards each other. Yeah, we should, everyone should focus all of their bad energy on the remake of the Honey Nut Cheerios Scrooge Christmas commercial. We'd all yes. be better off. This, this one is the absolute classic. Right. Our hatred of any other version of this commercial can be the tie that binds us all. <laughs> This commercial brings a tear to my eye, even to this day. Like, it's so melodramatic that you almost forget that the concept is a cartoon bee trying to get an old man to eat cereal. Well, let's be honest, though. If there's a cereal that's going to break Scrooge out of his Scrooginess, it is going to be Honey Nut Cheerios. Look, I, I can't deny it. I love Honey Nut Cheerios. In fact, the other night I cracked and ate half a box myself. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, but see you don't you don't eat it with milk though. No, but yeah, I do I milk. do put entire like giant handfuls in my mouth and then take a big swig of iced tea and sort of crunch it upward with my tongue. <laughs> Am I giving you too much info right now? Yeah, you don't drink it with iced tea. That's the worst. No, it's oh my god, are you kidding me? Dude, get a box of honey nut Cheerios, make yourself a pitcher of Lipton iced tea, you will be in heaven. I just have to stop you right there, because this is the greatest thing. There's going to be at least 100 people that come out and say, Jay, you don't do that? I've <laughs> always done iced tea with Honey Nut Cheerios. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know you think like I pay these people to say these things, but nope. I'm telling you, this is really a thing. I, it's disgusting. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's so, oh my God. It, the honey, the nuts, and the tea just blend together so well. <laughs> <laughs> but okay i know you hate milk right yeah, but the milk that gets flavored like the honey nut cheerios sat in it for 45 minutes is the greatest milk known to mankind and if they could bottle that milk it, oh my god that would be absolute euphoria i'm telling you i'm reminded of the phrase you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit <laughs> it's good it is good stuff All but right, you so know basically we're uh, look here's what i'll do for you i will try honey nut cheerios in milk if you will try honey nut cheerios in lipton iced tea oh that's that's easy i th of course i know i'm i'm the one that's getting the oh. raw end of the deal here <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> so this commercial here um it's like when you're watching it you feel like the bee pulled off a miracle just by getting this guy to eat cereal and it is just, it puts me in such a good mood every time I see it. Yeah, it is really one of the ultimate classics of the uh, Christmas season and commercials. Like, really, really great pick. Yeah, and it's like, I mentioned one other Scrooge commercial tonight. There are a billion more. Most of the time, they're kind of like low rent. Like, the mansion doesn't look quite right or whatever. Scrooge is kind of like, eh. This is like the quintessential Scrooge to me. When I think yeah. of Scrooge, I think of the Scrooge. From the Honey Nut Cheerios commercial. Yeah, I, I would say this commercial and also uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. But, yeah, no, I, this, look, this I love probably, Mickey's Christmas yeah. Carol, but Mickey's Christmas Carol does not have Scrooge saying, D -d 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 you say honey and nuts? And nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but when the bee pulls out the cereal, like, 
oh my god the honey and everything just looks so good yeah mm. i know i'll say this honey nut cheerios as good as it is and, and it has a lot of great commercials it has never looked better than it did in this scrooge commercial yeah, it was like pulling out like a brand new Ferrari. Yeah, and he like he slowly pulls it into frame, and it's like almost yep. like you hear like the heavenly hump. <gasps> yeah, and it, I mean that that children's choir, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, to end this section, I can only think of one thing we should be doing now. Three, two, one. It's a holy oven. So that was our Christmas commercial show, Matt. I gotta be honest, Jay. This is the most fun I've had recording a show in a long time, I think. So we had some interesting picks tonight. Yeah. Let me go through yours. All right. All right. So you brought to the table the insane Donnie Marie Hawaiian punch ad starring Punchy and that beautiful punch bowl. <laughs> you had the Hardee's Pound Puppies ad, which was gorgeous. Aside from being <laughs> weird, it's just gorgeous and so Christmassy. It is. You did the Zare Batman and Robin Weston Ward style commercial from 1986. Yes. You did the Horror Heroes commercial where Jason and Freddy and Vader, for some reason, are marching over a field holding hands, and somehow that's a Christmas commercial. <laughs> and you did the Home Alone sing-along, sing-along. So it's between, obviously, wow, actually, oh man, this is tough. Gonna knock out Zare. Gonna knock out the DirecTV Horror Heroes ad. Mm-hmm. And, man, we have Hawaiian Punch, Hardee's, and Home Alone. Three H's. It is the three H's. It's Triple H. <laughs> oh, the game. <laughs> I'm going to surprisingly drop Home Alone. I, I could see that. So now I have to pick between Hardee's and Hawaiian Punch. And ugh, I think on balance, there's just no way I can't pick the Hawaiian Punch commercial. <laughs> Punchy would be happy with you. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, <laughs> guys, when you start looking up the stuff we're talking about, start with this commercial because you are not whatever you're picturing when you think of a live action costume character version of Punchy. This will exceed every expectation. Yeah, and the fact that they didn't make like Punchy in elf costume during Christmas like that that was a missed opportunity. Totally, totally. Maybe they did. Who knows? Well, you never know. <laughs> we haven't looked them all up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your picks tonight were pretty outstanding as well. First, we had the Christmas Crunch. We had Honey Nut Cheerios Scrooge commercial. It's a honey, 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 oh, honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> we had the Seven Up poster. We had the Scrooge McNuggets. Yes. And we had the commercial from Toys R Us from 1986 with Eternia, the Eternia playset, and the robot, and Jeffrey. And it was pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, you had you had some fantastic picks there. One thing that I did notice is that you and I together, we chose a ton of stuff from 1986, and that was not 
on purpose. Not it on purpose happened. at all, but it makes sense because if I was going to pick a year where I was at my most kid-like, it might yeah. be 1986. It was just a strong year in terms of all this stuff, all yeah. the commercials and toys and whatnot. So totally. I'm going to hold on to Honey Nut Cheerios and Christmas Crunch. And as much as I love the 7-Up poster, I'm actually going to drop that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm going to keep the uh, Scrooge McNuggets. And um, unfortunately, I'm going to drop the Toys R Us commercial. Even uh, no, like no big him. surprise there. It was a little <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, so, oh, man, that Scrooge McNugget commercial and the and the Honey Nut Cheerios. Hmm. So you got two Scrooges I, going on right now. I got two. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I love the Christmas Crunch commercial, but I'm going to have to drop that. Yeah. So, oh, man. Do you, I, are you going to pick Scrooge or Scrooge? Yeah, it's, it's it's the battle of Scrooges, yeah. and I know you love your Scroogey poo, so I have to go. <laughs> I have to go with a Scrooge at some point. Yeah, totally. I do love that whole real boozy atmosphere, and Scrooge is just partying it up with all his cronies. <sighs> and then we have that Honey Nut Cheerios song. Damn. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the Hung Nut Cheerios commercial, man. Fuck yes. I was hoping you would. It's the definitive Christmas cereal commercial. I don't even know if I would say that it's more famous in my heart than the Christmas Crunch or the Fruity Pebbles one. But I think objectively, it's the most artful and it has the most beautiful song. <laughs> yes, if we had, to, if there was an Academy Award for serial Christmas commercials, this would have won. Can <laughs> <laughs> picture that Scrooge going up on stage with like the animated bee following him, Roger Rabbit style. <laughs> they would play like a, the orchestra version of the Honey Honey on the so we had uh so what's the way let's honey... look at this we have the honey Nut cheerios scrooge commercial and donnie marie and punchy so all together on stage are donnie marie punchy scrooge and the honey Nut cheerios b that's beautiful, <laughs> it is, it's, beautiful. It's, it's, it's quite a scene <laughs> it's a fiasco yes <laughs> oh man but i would definitely invite them all to my christmas party yeah and give them some mcnuggets yeah. <laughs> so this has been a fantastic uh, evening. Yes, yes. And we're kicking off the 2019 holiday season here on the Purple Stuff Podcast. We're in it now. And, uh, you know, there's no going back. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have much more things to say into microphones for your ears coming soon. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So just want to remind everybody, we are on Patreon. That's uh... patreon.com slash purple stuff. Thank you. Yes, that's where you can get exclusive bonus shows every month. Lots of fun stuff happening over there. And this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from the Sexy Armpit. I am Matt from Dino Dracula. <laughs> We'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. <laughs>